Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald All-American, your host, Marcus, living in the building. What's up, Marcus? What's up, my beautiful people? And we got a special guest in here, one of Whitney Young's finest state champion at Whitney Young, went on to Cal University, Three times, man. He was high academics. He did it on and off the court. Then he went on to do some coaching. 16 years as a head coach. Uh, co uh, Coach of the year in the Horizon League. Man, we're going to give it up for Coach Dennis Gates, man. What's up, Coach? What's up, man? How you guys doing? I appreciate you having me, Robert, Marcus, uh, and no doubt about it. That's right, man. That's 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 Robert, man. He's going and he's going to hype it, man. You know, you almost like you want to get on the court. <laughs> and look, I, I was reading his stuff. I was like, dude, he got too much. I can't. I'll be all day. Love man. the energy. And then he did this. And then he did that. <laughs> Let's go. No, but I love the energy. Yeah, that's what's up, though, uh, Coach. Man, we wanted to get you know people like yourself on, man, who's from Chicago, who's been doing a lot of great things, who worked their way up the ladder, doing some great things, recruiting and recruiting kids from Chicago. And a lot of people just probably don't know where Coach Gates is now. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on here, talk about your philosophy, what you all about as a head coach, because yep. it's your program now. You've been on a lot of great coaches, but tell, tell, tell some of our listeners, first of all, how and when did you start really picking up the game of basketball? Well, I'll say this first and foremost, um, you know, my heart is out to all, all of uh, all the people out there in Chicago. Um, you know, if you guys are are battling anything related to COVID nineteen, you know, what I mean, uh, I hope all is well with you, your family, friends, and loved ones. Um, you know, me being a fellow Chicagoan, I grew up born and raised on the west side of Chicago. Uh, my mom is a graduate of Weston House High School. Uh, uh, so I've heard nothing but basketball from the very beginnings. I grew up on Holman and Roosevelt. Uh, I went to Daniel Webster Elementary on Arlington and Polk. So I'm, I'm deep entrenched on the west side uh, of, 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 of Chicago. But then half my life, I grew up on the south side. Um, but at the very young age, man, my dad, my mom, my uncles, they put a basketball in my hand. Um, and it just served as a compass to, to get me and direct my life, get me to the places I am today. And without it, I don't know where I would be at. It allowed me to continue to grow in relationships and friendships. And I grew up going to the Golden Dome, uh, Garfield Park. My mm-hmm. first sport was track and field. So I, I evolved into basketball just being in that environment Every day after school, Marcus, uh, Robert, we would walk from Webster to Garfield Park. And that's where I spent most of my days until my parents got home from work. And it proved to be a stepping stone in my life as I've used sports to help me get a degree and obviously uh, get into coaching because so many great coaches poured into my life. And without the coaches and educators, we, we would we all all three of us wouldn't be where we are now. You know, so we, I definitely uh, take heed to that, man. Oh, that's what's up, man. And, and, and also growing up on the West side, doing your thing, uh, your parents had to play a, a, a very important role. Yeah. Let's talk about how important our parents are, you know, uh, who will support you and push you. That's right. And sometimes we might not like it, but they, right. they know what's really best for us. I think a lot of times parents, overstep some of the things and then I think some of the time the parents are are, are right on point talk a little yeah. bit about the basketball side I know you you did your thing academically but let's talk about the basketball side of how your parents supported you when you started playing basketball well you know first of all man my parents they instilled in me hard work uh, my dad's a truck driver my mom's a registered nurse I just remember and recalling the extra hours that they put into their uh, every day, 
My dad, they work day started at 4 a.m. My mom was on call. Both of them are graduates of Malcolm X Community College. So for me, they set the foundation and they're a part of that village that I spoke of. But the one thing they did, they gave me to my coaches. Mm. They didn't interfere. I couldn't complain. Although I tried, I tried to complain. They just wouldn't listen. <laughs> and my high school coach to this day, George Stanton, my mom and dad gave me to George Stanton and said, he's your responsibility. And coach, uh, coach, coach Stanton took, took that serious, man. And it was his dream to see a guy, a young guy like myself and our teammates make it. And every day he poured his, his life into our development on and off the court. And it was a beautiful thing. And it's so beautiful, guys, that when I was coaching at UIC this past season, Coach Stanton came to the game and he spoke to the team. And that is the reward that coaches have to see the time that they put into a young, young fella and see him at this stage as a professional and he stuck his chest out and I saw a smile and maybe a little tear in his eye right. <laughs> as, he, as he saw me uh, in, my, in my element of becoming a head coach. So it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. man. Yeah, let, let me hop in there real quick. You know, <laughs> Coach Stan, Coach Stan was my boy at Simeon. I, I was a part of Simeon sophomore yes. team. There That's you go. my man. He begged Hammer to keep me on there. So I know what he's talking about. Ham, uh, coach Stan, shout out to him. All right, go yep. there. No, Coach Stanton was that for a lot of people, man, including myself. I met Stanton when I was, you know, a shorty too, man. So yeah. real cool, laid back, cool guy, man. And uh, but he, but he went. He's all. He was always straight to the point. Yeah. Though. He never sugarcoated anything, though, man. That's what I, I respect that. Yeah. So yeah, man. That's that's what we as coaches are, you know. And I think sometimes, uh, Coach Gates, that a lot of times people especially adults who have kids that want to play game game of basketball, they are afraid to let their kids go because of whatever the reason may be. But sometimes you just got to let them go and trust the process, trust that the coach got their best interest, which a lot of coaches do. Now we do have some coaches that don't, you know, they got their own motives, but most of the time coaches really want to see kids be successful. So you got to let them go. No, no question, man. The fabric and the cloth that I'm cut from, my mom gave me all she could and it was time for somebody to step in. And same with my dad, they gave me all they could and it was time for somebody else to take the baton. And, and they sifted that relationship out, made sure it was the right person. Uh, same with my AAU coach, Larry Butler. You know, it, it was a process, man. I'm not, I'm not standing here on the shoulders of, of ghosts. I'm standing here on the shoulders of people who poured into my life every single day they gave me confidence i didn't even know i would have man and it was it was remarkable it was remarkable oh there go another name man larry butler yep. another, another guy who to me was one of the first guys to actually get out on the um circuit as far as getting uh travel ball teams larry butler so larry wow. butler's been doing his thing for a very long time on that circuit is so he west side no, it was it was South Side. It was uh -huh. South Side. He was on the South Side um, and doing his thing, man. Um, Illinois Warriors program. We had pros upon pros mm -hmm. now, and we started at a very young group. So I'll give you guys this story. Okay. Me, Quentin Richardson, Cordell Henry, we're playing AAU in seventh, eighth grade, thirteen and fourteen under nationals. We say, let's figure out who and what school we can build a legacy. What? Oh, Cordell wow. Henry was the first one to say, fellas, let's go to Whitney Young. They ain't got no banners up. Oh. Wow. I was the second one to say, let's go, I'm with you. Quentin Richardson yeah. ends up, his dad wouldn't let him get on a train to come to school because his older brother got shot and killed on the train. I know oh. that. So, so, so he went to Brother Rice with his cousins, Rico Hill and Nate. And, and and check this out. Sophomore year, he was like, man, I'm, I'm coming back with y'all, man. This is, I never I never should have went there. I, I wanted to be with y'all all along. So wow. we've been together since we was 12, 13 years old. That's wow. Great story. And we said, let's go make, let's go make some history. So, and yeah, guess yeah. what? George Stanton threw us in the fire, Lib. That's wow. Love. And guess what? 
man, I'm getting my head knocked in by Ronnie Fields, uh, all them cats at Weston House. Then the boys over at King, they putting us in the blender. Wow. Man, coach said, y'all just stay the course. Mm. And that's what we did. We ain't run wow. from it. That's nasty. Wow. That's a... That's a, that's a hell of a story right there. That y'all that y'all saw that like as kids. How, how many kids think like that? You know, like man, Whitty Young don't have any banners up there on the boy side. Nothing. Let's, let's go over there and, and, and change that. You know that leg and build our own legacy because you guys were the first one that got them a state championship, right? No question. So we got it. We ended up getting the first city championship our junior year. We go down state, lose to Peoria Manual. I mean, oh. powerhouse. Coach that, Wayne McClain, Hall Wayne of Fame, McClain, rest in peace. Yeah. He had that thing rolling. Right? <laughs> so they get us in the first game. Man, I tell you, if we didn't carry that on our shoulders throughout, not just high school, but throughout our life, <laughs> you learn through those mistakes and through those lessons and through those losses, man. And the journey allowed us to get better Man, we got that state championship only because we were seasoned. Mm -hmm. And we stayed the course. We, we trusted the process. So George Stanton, you know, our whole crew, man, we still best friends to this day, damn near the entire Whitney Young team, man. Now, is, is Cordell wow. down here in, in Florida? Cordell is a coach at IMG. I thought so. Yeah, thought yeah, so. yeah. So yep. I got to rap with him, too. We got to yep. get him on then, yep. too, man. So no, make definitely, sure definitely. You hey, you know what would be good, man? If you get all three of us on at the same time, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do ready. It. I want that. Because I would love to hear, you know, uh, Q's story, your story, and, and, and Cordell's story, man. Because each one of y'all played different positions. That's what's cold about it, too. You know, uh, I'm, I'm assuming Cordell was the point guard, right? He was the PG. Yeah. So One man press break. You the, you the shooting guard, and then you got Q. Q was the forward. You know, he was getting busy, man. <laughs> That's big we've time. Been, we, we, we even, like, to this day, fellas, those are the godfathers of my kids. I'm the godfather of their kids. Everybody's the godfathers of each other's kids. Oh, that's what's up, And man. we best friends, man. We talk once a week, twice a week, sometimes every day. So, that's you know, those relationships, man, and the culture of, 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 of our team and that experience at Whitney Young, I mean, it definitely built some strong, lasting relationships. Man, that's, that's massive, bro. That's, that's <laughs> massive, special, man. special, man. It's like, yeah. that, and that's what you want too, man. Out of when you start playing the game, and you want to build those relationships that will last a lifetime, and that's what's up. Now it's time for you to bounce. Now you got to go make a decision to go play at college. You know? yep. Now you skip all of them states, man, <laughs> and ended up on the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Well. This is a unique story. So all of us, no different than we were supposed to go to the same high school, we were supposed to go to the same college. Oh, wow. We were all going to Marquette. Wow. Dang. Including yeah. Quentin Richardson. We was all going to Marquette. And then a kid ended up committing at my position and they called me and said, you know, we ain't gonna recruit you no more Dennis Gates. So I pick up the phone, do, 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 do. I called Quentin, I called Cordell, fellas. They just called me, said, I ain't recruit me no more. Cordell, that was his dream school, so he was going to go anyway. Okay. Brian Wardle, who was on the AAU team with us, head coach at Bradley, he was on 12, 13, 14, and under AAU team with us too. Wow. So Brian Wardle's up there, Cordell's going to go anyway. Q said, well, the only reason I was going to go is because y'all was going to go. I'm not going no more. <laughs> <laughs> So he didn't go. Uh, I end up reassessing my recruiting, man. And, you know, it, it, it was an unbelievable process. The first question I asked every, every coach that sat in the living room, you guys will appreciate this. First question I asked, I said, do you have a rule against freshmen becoming captains? There was one coach that did not get shocked or surprised about my, my question. I mean, I had the Roy Williams, I had the different coaches in the country. Everybody's like, what kind of question? They think I'm going to ask about playing time, et cetera. I ain't asking wow. about shots. I'm doing what George Stanton said I was good at. You're a great leader. Wow. So I believe every word that George Stanton said. 
That's huge. And, 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 and he instilled that in me, said, one day you're going to be a great coach. Man, I went oh. to the place that was going to allow me to be a freshman captain. Oh. And I was a leader showing my skills and talents as a freshman at Cal Berkeley. And I was a wow. four-year captain. And that's the place I ended up choosing, man. That's huge. Unbelievable. Coach, Coach, man, that's like when I think of that, man, and I say that, and Bob, you say it as well. We say that sometimes coaches, especially your mentors, the people that's coaching you when you were, you know, little, I mean, growing up, they see stuff in us that sometimes we don't even see. Yeah, right. You know, and for that, you see that in you at an early age that you were a leader. Yep. That's special, man. That's special. Man, no doubt. And I want to thank not only him, but Cyrus McInnes, our mm-hmm. assistant coach. Right. He, hey, Gates, you're you going to be a coach, man. Get these boys right. All of a sudden, I found myself in high school stopping practice, putting the whole team on the line. I'm running through a size two. They looking at me like I'm crazy. You know, we go to each other's house. They playing video games. It takes Quentin Richardson and Cordell to really tell you the story. I pull out a napkin, start, hey, man, we got to do this on this plate. I'm in high school doing this, right? I'm like, George Stanton created a monster. (laughs) But I'm telling you, I tried to get in trouble. Lord is my witness. I tried. But I always got caught, man. The teachers and educators and coaches, nope. They never let me get in. They, they said, come on over here, man. You ain't supposed to be no, you're a leader. And I kept hearing that constantly. Wow. I kept hearing it, man. Wow. Now I can be a silly dude and ignore the signs, but I got to read the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. Right. And at that point, man, I embraced who they said I was and the power of words, man. Young people, they told me they loved me and they constantly told me I was a leader. And to this day, man, like I said, every time I talk to Coach Ham, I get a tear in my eye. I mean, Coach uh, Stan, I get a tear in my eye, man. Wow. Because he man. shaped your future, bro. Man, ain't no question. He set you what, off. What my mom gave me to him. Right. I couldn't complain. I had nowhere else to go. I couldn't <laughs> complain. <laughs> hey, every time I try to complain, they change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> because anybody that sit and talk with Coach Stan, yeah. you go trust your kid with him. You you be like, oh, no. I know he know what he, he's, he's doing what's best for you, so. What? Wow, man. Rob, and Rob, Rob, you all appreciate this. He let me wear number 25 at Whitney Young. Oh, wow. He never let that happen. My freshman year, he's showing me Ben Wilson tapes from sophomore year at Simeon. Wow. Hey, damn, he cold. Wow. I ain't know. Right. But that's, that's, that's how I was raised, man. And Stanton, Stanton did a hell of a job, man. Great coach. Hall of Fame damn. coach, man. That foundation, man. Where is Coach Stanton at nowadays? Hey, man, retired, living right there at, at his house, same house over by Stony Island off 70, 75th. But he's oh, doing wow. good, man. Doing real yeah, we got to get Coach on here, too, man. That's my dog, man. No, Coach, good job. That's my dog. Coach, Coach Hammer kicked me off the team. <laughs> he brought my little weak ass back up in there. I'll give him another chance. <laughs> I messed up again, man, but that was my man, Liv. With that little afro, with that afro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so now you at Cal, being the leader, and and I know we're talking about basketball, but you were something special in the classroom too. And I think you were the true definition of what a student athlete looks like. So talk a little bit about how you balance the two, because a lot of times people can't balance the two you know, they are they either going to focus on one more than the other. You had to evidently focus on both equally because you were a two-time yeah. all-academic first team in that conference. Yeah. How you well, doing? I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I, I went there with fear in my heart that I was going to let people down. I didn't want to let anyone down. I didn't want to let Coach Stanton down. I didn't want to let my grammar school coach down, my AU coach down. I didn't want to let the people that looked at me down. And guess what? I had two younger brothers looking at big bros saying, man, I want to do everything he's doing. So I went to school thousands of miles away with that on my heart. And lo and behold, a work ethic, the same work ethic that Coach Stanton, my parents, that I've seen. And they said I was a leader. So it wasn't no other option for me, man. 
And I'll tell you this, the, the one thing that stood out, I had to take the SAT damn near 10 times just to get a qualifying score, mm. a minimum of an 18. I had to take it 10 times. Oh, it got God. to a point where I'll just go sign up for the ACT and just take one section just mm. so because I'm not a good, great test taker. Mm. I knew that. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, man, I knew that nobody would outwork me. And I just took that mentality off the court as well. And, and I, I wanted to outwork people. I don't care if you had a 36 on a perfect score on an ACT or a 1700 on the SAT. I was right. going out working. And right. that's what I did, man. Before you know it, I was in summer school, never came home. You know, mm-hmm. I never went back really only for about a week or two. And, you know, I, I just consistently balanced the academic part, Marcus and, and Robert, just the academic part because I knew I wanted more of myself. I had younger siblings looking at me and I just had a bigger vision than a temporary basketball career. I wanted to Mm -hmm. look at life beyond hoops. And I knew that education and that degree was very important. Wow. So you said something something very interesting to me about you not being a a great tech. You know, I wasn't either. So Mm -hmm. do you think the NCAA should do something, you know, about that? Because look what you, look how you turned out, you know, to help, you know, especially black, you know, kids, uh, get into these colleges, you know, they have to test or get a high, you know, GPA to get in these top tier universities. But a lot of them are not great testers. You know, they, they, they're just not, you know, do you think the NCA should get rid of that? Or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's what's going on right now. The NABC, uh, National Association of Basketball Coaches actually put together a proposal. Right now, COVID-19 has flipped higher education upside down. And the admissions process has been changed and universities and institutions are bypassing the ACT, SAT because those students who are in this freshman class couldn't take it. So if they can waive it now, they're looking, the Conzo Martin is doing a great job of advocating for this. Uh, Head coach at Missouri, he's trying to eliminate the test score altogether and wipe it away from the admissions especially to receive a scholarship. Um, and it's one of those things that everybody's, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes can be racially charged. And we look at the separation of what COVID has done. Everyone doesn't have internet. Everyone doesn't have a computer. When we look at remote learning. So it's, it's adding another layer to the division of educational opportunities, mm. right? Growing up in inner city, I was lucky to have the experience at Whitney Young. Right. I was lucky. And that's not the typical public school. Mm-hmm. I was lucky to have that. And that competition from student to student allowed me to be successful. Although my freshman year was a whammy. I couldn't, man, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. And mm-hmm. I just worked my way and wasn't afraid of it. And, you know, that test is definitely have stopped some great, great kids and students from receiving a free education and opportunity. And there is a fight to get rid of it. And that's what's up. That's good. Now, and now it's time. You Did you go play overseas or anything? Or you just... Ooh, I got a good story. I got a good story for y'all. Another one. All right. <laughs> Check this out. I have five NBA workouts. My last workout, I tear ligaments in my ankle. Torn. At that point, my homeboy is in L.A. working out, et cetera. And I tell him, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm trying to figure it out right now as we speak. Do I wait for this ankle to heal or do I go or do I just start working, getting a job? Quiet is kept. I call Cyrus. I said, Cyrus, I don't know what I'm going to do. He say, hey, man, come interview for this job. So I interviewed for the head job at Lincoln Park High School. I don't get it. Wow. That's number one. I don't get it. I don't I don't remember the principal name, but I don't get it. Right. You tell me. They say, nah, you ain't getting this one. So I said, cool, okay. So I checked back in LA. Never know who's watching you. I'm rebounding for Quentin Richardson in a gym. Remember, George Stanton said I'm a leader. 
Remember, I was a captain for four years. So right. I guess I'm sounding like a coach. Right. So I'm rebounding and rebounding. Talk, I'm telling them what to do and how to do it. Lo and behold, the late, great Dennis Johnson and Alvin Gentry says, young fella, what you about to do? I said, man, I'm about to go to the league. I'm waiting on my ankle to heal. They said, no, man, what you, what you trying to do? Eventually, I said, eventually I'm a coach. Because that's what George Stanton said I right. don't do. Right? <laughs> that's what George said I'm do. They said, what if we create a position for you? I said, what, what kind of position are you talking about? They said, you'll be player development. Wow. So I'm the first player development guy in the NBA, and people don't even know it. Wow. So I'm traveling that. around with the Clippers. I'm, I got to convince people that I'm not a player because I'm 22 years old. I'm trying to convince coaches who 50 that I want to coach, and I'm not this young guy, so I'm locked in. Every day I beg Dennis Johnson for his scouts. DJ, let me do your scouts. DJ, 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 let me do your scout. He let me do a scout. Oh, wow. wow. I said, oh, I'm in there. I'm in there. Alvin Gentry gets fired halfway through mm. the year. Guess who takes over? Dennis Johnson, head coach. Oh, wow. So when you talk about divine, man, I, look, I've been blessed. Here I am getting believed in by a Hall of Fame player, multiple NBA championships with the Boston Celtics. He gave me confidence that you can be a good coach. He gave me the validation from the words that my coaches, college coaches, high school coaches told me. He gave me the validation. Here I am, 22 years old, doing scouts in the NBA. Wow. Scouts. Wow, but Dennis, Damn. but you're 22. I'm 22, so man. The basketball part of it had to be still in you that you wanted I to I had play. to make a decision. I practice almost every day with the Clippers because I'm still in shape, but I had to make a decision. Do I start my resume now or do I wait after 10 years of playing, making whatever I could make and then be 10 years behind where I could really start? It was just too valuable. That fork in the road was too valuable of an opportunity. And, and you know, I prayed, man. I prayed to get to the NBA. Marcus and Rob, I prayed. Yeah. I said, please, God, I want to make it to the NBA. God bless me. I just wasn't specific enough. Right. I should have told him I wanted to, I, I want to play. I never right. said I, I never prayed about wanting to play. I just said I want to make it. Right. I made it to the NBA. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. I just wow. didn't play. And that, that's the foundation of my coaching, man. That's where I first started coaching. Wow. So you started as a development coach. Yep. Um, With the LA worked your way up the ladder. Yep. Uh, now it's time for you to, you know, be coaching college. What, what, what was your first college coaching job? So the year after that, I mind you, I worked Jordan camp every summer in Santa Barbara. The person Mike, running the, the Michael Jordan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. So Jordan camp in Santa Barbara. George Ravelin is running the camp. Mm -hmm. In addition, he's doing commentating for the Kyle Games or for Fox Sports. Ah. Now I develop a relationship with Coach Ravelin. I said, Coach Rav, I want to be just like you. <laughs> wow. Man, I tell you, that man took me, put his arms around me. And, and he has served as a mentor in my life wow. every wow. step of the way, George Rabbit. Wow. And he connected me with Leonard Hamilton. And I was the grad assistant for Coach Ham because Coach Ham used to lean on George Rabbit, John Thompson, John Chaney, and Nolan Richardson. That was, those like Coach Ham's big brothers. Wow. And George Ravelin connected me with Leonard Hamilton because I said, Coach Rav, I want to be just like you, a black Division One head coach. Boy. And I just continue to work my way around. I've, I've been to different places, but I got him blessed. I said, Coach Rav, what you think about this? Should I take this job? Take it. And he's helped me navigate and eventually connected me with Leonard Hamilton. I was Leonard Hamilton's grad assistant. My second year from that NBA experience, I did a year at Marquette. Then I went back to Kyle, the coach that coached me, who I said I want to be a captain. I coached for him for two years. I became the associate head coach at Northern Illinois for two years, went to Nevada for two years, 
ring, Leonard Hamilton say, pack your bags. I ain't even asked a question, man. I still don't, I still don't remember the day he hired me, know how much he paid me. Uh, he just said, pack your bags, get, in the, get on airplane. Uh, and here I am at Florida State, 10 years. Man, he blessed me. Showed me how to balance being a successful head coach with being a husband, being a great father, and obviously pouring into the lives of these young people and putting your arms around them and building a bridge and making sure you coach them beyond just basketball, but teach them about the new nuances of life and help them navigate the hurdles that maybe someone else you've seen stumble upon. And ever since then, man, Coach Ham blessed it. He blessed, blessed me coming to Cleveland State. Wow, man, I heard, I heard so many, many, many great stories about Coach Hamilton, man. Unbelievable. How he's all about helping young men become men. Unbelievable. You know, we just don't get that from coaches like himself. I mean, he. I think sometimes he probably sacrificed the wins from just by trying to mentor and get kids on the right path. No man. question. There ain't no doubt about, doubt about it. It's his coach is not a head coach. He tell you he's living his ministry. This is his ministry. That's what Leonard Hamilton will tell you right now. Wow. It's, his, it's his ministry, man. Because it really is. It is. Because you're shaping people's lives. It becomes more than just basketball because you spend more time off the court with kids than you do on the court. Hey, let me give you a bar of even more than that, Robert. You're changing a family generational. Yeah. Through them academics. Through the academic, academic man. You, you know, that's the quickest way out of poverty, and people don't realize that. He's changing if you can get life. you a strong academic foundation, man, you can change your life. Yeah, yeah, he's changing their life. And, and it's, it's his calling, man, and he loves it. Um, you know, he's he doesn't look his age at all, uh, but, you know, he's doing it for the right reasons, and it's a beautiful thing to see. My goal was to see him become a head coach, and guess what? His goal and, and, and George Ravelin's goal was to see Dennis Gates become a head coach, and they, they are the shoulders I stand on. Without man. a doubt. Well, you in good hands, my brother. You are definitely in good hands, man. <laughs> now, let's talk about, because you are coaching, you are the head coach at Cleveland State University. So are some of our listeners out there, share some of your philosophies on what you as a head coach doing is doing now with Cleveland State. Well, I'll give you two different things that my philosophy is based on. Is we based on building championships in three areas. We want to be champions in the classroom, on the court, and in the community. And those things are uniquely stacked because court is in between classroom and community. Mm -hmm. I truly believe if, if we become champions in the classroom, that our guys are equipped with the characteristics and the personality. Because school isn't easy for everybody. They're equipped with the perseverance related to the court. It's hand in hand. Now, right. if they're unselfishly giving in the community with community service and everything else, look, man, they're going to be on unselfish with their teammates. Right. So we want to build championships in three areas. Then, you know, obviously my, my program here at Cleveland State is built upon eight, eight pillars, and that's friendship love, accountability, and trust. So those are the first four. The second four is discipline, unselfishness, enthusiasm, and toughness. Mm. So it, that acronym is flat duet. It's something that I've been, now I'm, I'm, y'all gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> I made this up when I was in college. I'm building uh. my program when I was in college, man. I'm telling you, I was building my program. I wasn't preparing for it when they called me. I was prepared 20 years ago because wow. every year I would script out how I would run my own program. Only because, you know, I had a high school coach tell me I'm a great leader. Wow. I had educators tell me I'm a great leader, not a follower. I had a college coach say, yeah, you can be a freshman captain. And then I had all these great people pour into my life and make this dream come true. So I was only prepared for the moment, man. And, and you know, in preparation of that, here I am, you know, a year into it, 
the biggest honor I could have ever received, Marcus and Robert, was from my peers. They voted me coach of the year after my first year. In that was bananas. I know you was like, let's go, man, baby. It's, man, I didn't believe it. My staff and players presented it to me, man. I was shocked. Shocked. Wow. Absolutely shocked. But yeah. that award doesn't belong to me. Although it's a name on it, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to our staff and our players, the players that poured back into me what I poured into them. Right. Wow, Coach. Man, you have a great deal of humility, man. I tell man. you, man. And you well spoken <laughs> too, man. I wish I could have played for you in high school. I oh, wish I could have played for you now. in college. I hey. went straight to the league out of his hey. Jewish, hey, check this out. All I am is George standing on steroids right now because he's <laughs> doing everything he did to me, to our guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh man. Man, I know for a fact under his under his watch, man. Yeah. You delivering the same message, so you're giving your guys that confidence. You're That's not right. tearing them down. You're making them right. feel comfortable. Because right. Stanton made me feel, when I saw Coach Stanton, it was like seeing my dad. Man, like, I'm telling that you. That man always made me feel good. I'm mm -hmm. telling you. I'm telling you. And and I have modeled building my coach-player relationship out of what he shown us when I was in high school. His ability to make you comfortable, his ability to stare in your eye and talk to you like a man and put the responsibility in your heart mm -hmm. that makes you want to deliver and not let him down. Hey, man, I get that from George Stanton, man. It's unbelievable what he's done for me as a man. He molded me into who I am. I'm just being honest with you. Right. I'm, I'm not here without him. You know, I heard your boy Q say that too, though. I heard Q talking highly of him on talking to somebody. He was like, Man, Coach Stan, man, you know how Q talk, man. Coach Stan, man, hey, that was my man. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he was the real deal, man. Yep. And yep. Wow. That's but that's what coaches' jobs. To me, that's what coaches' jobs are to do that, man. But um, I wanted to talk something to you about our oh, recruiting. Like, mm. what? Like, what is your philosophy along with your staff? Do y'all sit down and say, you know what? Let's look for these type of players. Because a lot of times, you know, these, you know, quote unquote, these top, you know, bluegrass teams, right. schools, right. they going out to the five-star players. So they yeah. go into the EYBLs, your Under Armour circuit, your Elite circuit. What about those kids that's getting missed, like a Durant, uh, John Morant, yep. you know, who missed the boat? Nobody really was paying attention to him. He slept, slipped up under the rug. So now all of a sudden, you know, people are going back and starting looking at these two and three star players. What are you and your staff doing and what are you guys looking for when you guys go out and look for these kids? Well, I mean, you look at talent, which is fine. Talent's not going to win the championship. If toughness is a kid's talent, I'm going to be more attracted to that young man. I model how I play after how I played in high school in the Red West. I'm just being honest with you. The battles that I've seen and was a part of with Western House Manly, you know, uh, Marshall, just being in Western, you know, just being in that environment and Farragut's, man, come on, man. Even our battles against King when, 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 when guys were, you know, there. I just truly believe the fabric that I'm from allows me to see the personalities and the evolution of where those players were, but also being able to um, evaluate. Leonard Hamilton taught me how to evaluate talent, how to take a chance. You may not find the five-star athlete, but you can find the five-star toughness, five-star work ethic, and the five-star humility. And those are the kids that I'm gonna continue to identify uh, because those are kids that has the carrying capacity for us to pour into the what all we've had to learn and be able to teach it. And they are going to look at it a certain way. They're not going to question it. They're going to have blind faith. But also, Marcus, I'm going to interview the person who they may not have the relationship with. I'm going to interview the janitor, mm. interview the, the, the lunch lady. I want to see how polite That's they right. are, mm. right? But also, I want to see how tough they are, how resilient they are, how competitive they are in their spirit. Uh, but, you know, can they be a friend? Can they, can they do the things that you ask a person to do when it comes to loyalty, being a friend, being a great peer, uh, being somebody that can help coach the team like Coach Stanton or Ben Brown allowed me to be? So I find that 
and what we look for, but also if their parents gave them to their coach. Because the last thing I want to do is compete with another coach in their life. If they got a better coach, go ahead. That's who they need to play. They need to play for their parents. But if they want to play for a coach who's going to pour into their life, I'm going to I'm gonna do my part and build that relationship. So um, in that, man, I just look for toughness and grit. Guys being able to compete and not give up, but also guys that got some room to grow and can identify uh, with. And we're not going to let you go and just slip that coach of the year just real fast by us like that. We have to talk about, we have to talk about that, man. In your first year, uh, getting that award is something real special, meaning uh, how you carried yourself, uh, how you evaluated talent, how you went out there and competed in that conference. Uh, your peers, like you said, respected you and, and, and had to make votes. They had to make those right. votes. But by you being your first year there, to win that award is special. Yeah. So we just yeah. can't let that just slip up on the rug <laughs> like that. That is special, man. Um, so how did you receive that? And what's next, you know, for your program? Well, how I received it is this. Um, you know, I was in shock. I cried. I'm just being honest, honest in full transparency. That's how I coach. So my players saw me cry. My staff saw me cry, um, and I told them that this award belongs to them. Um, I immediately said that, and it will always revolve and, and be given to them. It, it belongs to the president, Harlan Sands, and our athletic director, Scott Garrett, who took a chance on me uh, and gave me this opportunity, right? It belongs to Leonard Hamilton and George Ravlin, who – whose dream was to see me be, become a head coach. They told me there's never going to be a perfect job. There's always a perfect opportunity. And I looked at it from a perfect opportunity. I didn't ask how much I was going to get paid. I didn't ask uh, anything that could distract me hmm. from looking at this opportunity as a great opportunity. And sometimes you can talk yourself hmm. out of a great opportunity. And those guys taught me that. Leonard Hamilton's first job was a rebuild at Oklahoma State, a rebuild at Miami, a rebuild at Florida State. He's been giving, quote, unquote, great opportunities, but somebody would label it as a bad job. I'm just happy that I've been able to be taught to how to, how to filter things the correct way and look at the positive, that where another person would look at it as a negative. And, you know, the support of my family. I have a younger brother who I told you guys, whatever I tried to do, he tried to do. I got into coaching. He got into coaching. He's assistant coach at Nebraska, Armand Gates. And obviously, you know, it belongs to him because when I was bossing him around, I was just practicing coaching when we was younger. I did not know that was your brother. Yeah, that's my little brother, man. Man, I talked to him not the, uh, uh, about what? Three or four months ago, man, yeah, about, yeah. about nephew. So, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I did not know that was your brother all this yeah. time. Yep. All this yep. time. Wow. So it belongs to so many people, man, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my peers, you know, for voting me that. Uh, but, you know, what's next, Marcus? Man, we're trying to cut down nets, man. I'm just being mm -hmm. honest with you. We're trying to identify young men out there that want to continue to to play for a coach like myself. Uh, who who wants somebody that's going to pour into their life, not a four-year relationship, but a 40-year friendship, right? Something where I'm going to be sitting behind their parents on a wedding day. Now, wow. that's the ultimate part of where I get my teaching from and how I'm able to pour out or get out more from a kid than maybe somebody else. Wow. That's real, Coach. There you have You have uh, Coach. Gates joining us today on All Ball Chicago, Cleveland State University head coach. Yes, sir. Day doing his thing. I, if I had a son, man, I'll definitely <laughs> give him to you, man. Because right now it's time, man, that people get away from. I want to send my kid to a certain program instead of saying, you know what, I want to send him to a certain man. Yep. 
right. know, that I know that man is going to take care and make sure he's doing the right things yep. on and off the court. That's and I right. see, you see that all the time, coach. I know you see it, that kids that go to yep. these big time schools and they end up getting in trouble and this and that. And it's because they can't relate, you know, they mm -hmm. can't relate. So when you get these four, four or five star kids from the inner city, and you get them out yeah. to Kentucky, Kansas, whatever it may be. And if you can't relate to those kids, it's going to be hard for you to really maneuver your way into their lives. There, there is no doubt about it. And you got to understand, man, the college experience is a fleeting moment. It's four years. But regardless of how old we get, 40 years from now, I'm always going to look back at what a coach or an educator taught me. It's an impactful journey to an experience that you take fully advantage of, but you you hold it to your heart. And sometimes if you if that experience is negative and is not with the right person, you carry that burden of discontent and unhappiness with you as well, based mm -hmm. off that special relationship from player to coach. Although it's a fleeting moment, it goes by quick. It's a lasting impression, man. And I've and I, you know, I just I just hope, you know, Student athletes continue to filter who they want to play for, what institution they are going to, but also take advantage of it. It's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. Be receptive to the change, assimilate to a new culture. It's a microcosm of the world, but make sure they're out there and they're open-minded and not sheltered into thinking there's one, one way to get something accomplished. Uh, because those same obstacles, Marcus, those same obstacles, Rob, they're going to be presented later in life. Mm -hmm. And the way you respond on the court to maybe a coach saying you need to get better at something is the same way you're going to respond if a CEO is saying you got to get better at something. Mm -hmm. right. Self-awareness and evaluation is everywhere. And it ain't going to leave, man. Wow. That's really That's beautiful, man. Well, let me add to that real quick. Uh, I got not? five sons. I live, don't yeah, have none. I got five of them. There I got two, two, two in college. <laughs> One is already going to be a rap. But I got one uh -huh. down in Cali, man. Okay. He's six five, man. He had a JUCO down there. You gotta check him out. Let me this know. This is second year JUCO, and then I got one that's a senior. He's six three. They nice, no pressure. Just just check him out. Hey, I'm gonna have to do some research. They cold like their daddy was. You <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to do some research, Lip. Yes, yes sir. Do it, dude. No, oh, their numbers that. ain't gonna lie, especially my son no, down no. in Cali. He just had a, a team. They team yeah. lost the coach, and then when you know when the coach leave. Before the season get going, you lose all them damn games, but his numbers are still good, though. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, man. Let me say this, fellas. What you guys are doing are is unbelievable, man. So I commend what you guys are doing with All Ball Chicago. I feel I felt an abundance of joy to hear Marcus Liberty, Robert Reed want me to be on their platform because I grew up hearing you guys' name. I grew up in that same select fraternity you guys are in, and that's being a part of the CPS system. Right. So it's a beautiful thing. We've always stuck together. And what you guys are doing is, is, is invigorating that spirit that we had and bringing us all back together. And I look forward to continuing to see your, your future guests on this platform, but also being able to look at it as like, man, this is a great reunion. Right. Seeing somebody's face, seeing some, some familiar names and, catching up to the to the good old time so you guys are definitely legends and people i look up to so thank you man that's what hopefully up. we can get y'all big three on here you and no, your guy hey hey i'm gonna have to get cordell and quentin and probably try to get coach Stanton up on here man right. oh coach Stanton, man <laughs> hell yeah the big four man but live i just want to get credit to live though i'm gonna tell you man because the man you know chicago is always so divided you know they always yeah. south side west side south side so Going in when me and Liv started, you know, I like to talk a little trash, a little moaning Liv. <laughs> they were like, Bob, no, we can, everybody Chicago, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be positive. Is, and, um, man, that's why it's been taking off, man. So, yeah. man, that's big, good, big man. ups to, man, big fella right here, man, bringing this hey, positive. Hey, good job, energy, Marcus. Man. No question, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, before we go, yeah. we always ask, you know, our guests to drop some knowledge. So, but you got both sides. So, to the shorties you know, drop a little knowledge. And then for somebody who want to become a coach. Right. Okay. Drop a little knowledge on that. I would, I would, I would say this to, to the younger generation, you guys are our future. And don't get distracted nor discouraged 
about where we are as a nation politically. Exercise your vote, man. Go out there, exercise your vote. Silence is voting. You mm. gotta participate. You gotta go out there and be a part of your community. Always give back. No matter how far you are away from home, always find a way to give back because guess what? Someone has given to you and people have paved the way for you. Um, that's something I would give to the shorties. As it relates to anybody interested in coaching, you may not get an instant reward on your, on your journey, no different than an educator, no different than a coach. They all are underpaid based off the impact they have served in somebody's life. You're doing it because you love it. If you love to give back to your community, if you love to, to, to um, make sure a young man or a young lady is doing the right thing and, and, and serving as a, as a light in their life to help them navigate the world because it's difficult to travel alone, look, continue to do it because you love it. And because you love it, people on the outside who's looking for a great coach will recognize your, 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 your charge. They'll recognize your ability to connect with younger people um, and, and don't do it for the money. I still don't know how much I got paid to become a head coach. And, you know, for me, I'm living a great opportunity because, and I'm standing before you only because a coach and an educator poured into my life. You're overqualified to do the job. If you, if, if you only, if you err on the side of honesty and transparency, tell the truth. The truth is gonna hurt, but that's what young people need to continue to get better. And I appreciate that, Lib. I appreciate you, Rob. God bless you guys. Man, you, know, you. Man, you, man, you was the real deal, man. I got to <laughs> tell you, man, dog, you articulate very well, man. Good stuff, man. Right, Lib, man. Man, he on, he on, he on his way, man. Like, dog, man, you up I there with Shashesky now, man. Oh, Get man. him, dog. Come on now. Come on now. I'm hey, gonna have, have my son Colin send you his stuff too. Colin hey, Reed, hey, I'm gonna tell I'll him. I tell, I tell you this. I did tell George Ravlin, I want to be like you, coach. Wow. I did tell Leonard Hamilton, I want to be like him. That's what I'm talking and, about. And, and we don't and, need you like no Mike Szeski. We they, need you. Taught me, like man. Him. I respect Coach Szeski. Don't get me wrong. I respect right. him, but for me, my Giants, the people that poured into my life is George Rabbit. That's it right. Is Leonard right. Hamilton. It ain't right. nothing against them. They're they're great coaches. Right. But these are my Hall of Famers. That's right. right. George right. Stanton is my Hall of Famer. My man. My you know man. what I mean? So you know, I appreciate it. I got nothing but respect and love for my peers in this in this division one, division two, II, division three. And it's not always where you finish, is where it's not all you know where you start is where you finish. You may start at a level that you don't want to start at, but you're getting equipped with the journey and 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 the tools necessary to be successful. Wow. With that, man. Damn, coach drop jewels, baby. Love you, my <laughs> brother, man, and keep you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. Much success hey. to you and your coaching staff. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.